What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, we have an awesome guest. This young lady is beyond her years. She is a poet, a writer, a young lady who is trying to make a difference in this world. It gives me great privilege to introduce to you Miss Jayla Powell. When did you start writing? I started writing in middle school when I was 11. Um, I think my English teacher had us do a poetry unit, and mm-hmm. so we had to write our own poetry. And she was like, I want to feel something when you write. I want to feel something. And like that's all she kept saying. I just want to feel something. And we were like, this woman is crazy. What's that feel? We're <laughs> 11. But yeah, mm-hmm. we started writing then. Did you always know you wanted to be a writer? When I was in eighth grade and they were like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, oh, I want to be a journalist. I want to publish books and all these other things. Then as I got older, I was like, no, I want to be a teacher. No, I want to be a psychologist. No, I want to be a family counselor. So I started like writing short stories and stuff for fun, but I didn't actually think about publishing anything myself. What do you think motivated you to go that route? My mom. Definitely my mom. We were at a prayer breakfast that I had did. Um, I had wrote a poem for my aunt does this uh, annual prayer breakfast every year. And we, um, she was like, Jayla, can you write a poem for it? And I was like, sure. And I had wrote it that morning. I like, I started on it the day before, but I finished it that morning. And then I, um, I did my poem and um, one of the ladies there was a book publisher. And so my mom was like, this is my daughter. And I want you to publish her book. And I was just looking at my mom like, (laughs) you have lost your mind, woman. (laughs) And like when I did the poem, like people were crying and things. And I'm like, is it, are y'all crying because it's bad? Like what's going on? Cause I was just like, I was nervous cause Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a big fan of public speaking. I do it a lot, but I'm not a fan of it. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, I was just like, okay, let me read this poem and get off this, get off this podium so I can sit down. And then when I sat down, my mom, she was pregnant at the time, so she she cried at every given moment. When you do public speak, or I should say, when you do read your poems, are you reading them or are you reciting them by memory? Um, some of them I can recite by memory because I've done them so many times. Or they're like one of the more recent ones that I've done, so I like I know exactly what I wrote word for word. Um, mm-hmm. But other times I read them, especially like if I'm really nervous, I make sure I bring it with me. But I might not read off of it, depending on how comfortable I get once I'm standing up there. Now, what type of poetry would you say you do? I, I don't even know. Like I have so many different types that I do. Like I don't write haikus. All of my poems are pretty long, though. I will say that none of them are really short. But like. I write love poems. You know, everybody has a love poem somewhere. I think all poets have a love poem Mm -hmm. somewhere. I write empowering poems for women. I write um, black empowerment poetry. Mm -hmm. Um, I got really into that when I was in eighth grade. Um, Well, just in middle school in general, because that's, I think, I think when um, the whole Trayvon Martin thing happened, we were finding out all these things about how, um, how different it is to be black in America. And like, that's when we really started to notice like how different it was for us. So what is the title of your book? It's called The Sun's Flower. Why did you pick that as your title? So sunflowers, they're um, they're tall and they're um, strong. And um, they actually represent loyalty and um, positivity. And I am a person, I am very loyal. And I try to be as optimistic and positive as I possibly can be. And sunflowers are just beautiful. 
Um, but it's also called The Sun's Flower because the book is poems like from middle school up until a few months ago before I turned 20. So it's 20 poems. They're all um, just, they're stacked in order as like um, a series of growth. So the sun's flower, as sunflower grows, it's a plant, you know. So you start with my roots and that's like childhood poems. And then you have the stem. That's like when I was in middle school and I was just like, just now realizing like, oh, it's different to be a black girl here in the world. Like, you know, the next one is my leaves. And those are my love poems from when I thought I was in love and all those beautiful, beautiful feelings, I guess. My inflorescence, that's the actual sunflower. That is from like, that's where I am now or where I've been in the past couple of months. So when I did the prayer breakfast, it was on a Saturday. So the very next day, um, it was a Sunday and we went to a church that my mom had been dying to visit. And I joined the church that very first day because it was home. Like, you know how you go somewhere and you just feel like you just feel like that's Mm -hmm. where you're supposed to be. And that's how I felt. So a lot of those poems are about like how I felt since I've joined that church and how like my relationship um, with God has changed because before I was not as consistent at all. Mm -hmm. I was not consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I prayed in a bind. I went to church as like a routine type deal, especially like since I moved out and things like that. I just went because it was like a routine, not because I wanted to go. Well, don't feel bad. We all have done that. The relationship you have with God is a daily walk. So just keep pushing, girl. Are you letting your readers know that the book is about your life? There's um, an intro and I basically let them know like this is my heart, my spirit, my soul, all this all right here on paper. I just like I just tell people like this is just my growth. I hope somebody feels something from it. I hope you feel like you can relate to it if you're in that same like position or if you're like my age, especially like people that's my age that's in the book, I feel like some of them have related to it a lot more just because they're like, Oh, I understand that. Now is it your goal to reach young people in your book? Yeah. I want to, like, I just want to reach somebody because I feel like everybody needs somebody to relate to. And I think for me, like, as a kid, I related to a lot of the people that I read books from, like the characters, the poems, all of those things. I related to a lot of it. I want somebody else to relate to my book the same way I related to some authors' books. Which author do you think reaches you the most? There's this woman, her name is Sarah Dessen, and she, um, she writes, um, young adult fiction and when I was in middle school I think I found a book of hers called Dreamland at Walmart and it was my favorite book for forever I read that book like five times over did you ever question your writing skills um a little bit sometimes I think my uh my diction is not as strong as other uh, writers and so um, sometimes that makes me nervous because I'm like, I use all these basic words. They're so simple. But I think um, I got out of that when I was like, you know, there's for me, I am a simple person. So I find a lot of beauty in a lot of simple things. So I don't think uh, there's anything wrong now. But at first I was just like, ain't nobody going to want to read this book. And I was like, there's no symbolism here. There's no nothing. And then when I was looking at my book, I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm. And then my mom, when she read it, she was like, I was trying to, she was like, you know, I've read a lot of your poems. And I'm like, oh, this is about such and such. This is about this. This is about this. She said, but this one poem had me stuck. 
And I'm like, I'm not telling you. She's like, okay. That's how you feel? Okay, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm not telling you. But she figured it out. It's um, There's a poem I wrote about my uncles in the book. So those are my father figures, my two uncles. I, I adore my uncle something serious. I, I always tell them, like, whoever I marry, they have, like, they have to be, like, the perfect mix of my uncles. <laughs> like, one of my uncles, he's very um, calm and he's very, like, gentle and loving, but, like, he's a quiet storm, I believe. My other uncle, he's he's a goof. He's such a goof, but he's an entrepreneur, and he's, like, he has so much intelligence, and I I find intelligence very attractive, like, and that's exactly why I'm single now, because I feel like a lot of people are ignorant. And, like, I pay attention to, like, worldly news and things like that. Even now, like, just a couple of days ago, I was trying to have, like, a conversation, um, with somebody, I think I, I think we were standing in line at Walmart, and they were talking about like the Popeyes chicken sandwich, and I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a lot of money that they're getting. And I said, and they don't even have to promote it themselves. I said, we're promoting. No, it. they don't. And I was like, you know, that's mm-hmm. good for them. I was like, but y'all promote everything but black businesses. Y'all say you want, you know, black people to feel empowered. You want black people to, you know, have this uh, economic uh, value and this growth within us that we can't have because we don't have the support from even just our own people. We were like, literally, we were standing in line. And he was like, yeah, he was like, you heard about the Amazon rainforest? They're talking about we need to do something about it. We do. And I was like, right. I don't think y'all understand how much oxygen comes from that one area of the world. And we mm-hmm. already losing so much oxygen with all these greenhouse gases here. And I was just like, I can't have this conversation with you. But at least you know. Man, I was just like, I can't with this. He was like, can I have your number? I was like, no. Oh, he was just standing in line talking to you? Yeah. I I thought this was somebody you was in there with. No. (laughs) This was just some random. Yes. And I've had had so many things happen. I went to Michigan to visit family one Christmas. I kid you not, I was in Target on Christmas Eve at like 10 something at night because Target was like the only place open still. Mm -hmm. And my auntie was trying to the water in East Point had went out. That's what it was. The water in East Point had went out. So we went to go get some jugs of water because she was trying to boil the, uh, these potatoes for some mashed potatoes. And we were there. And this guy had came up on the side of me. And, like, he just popped up out of nowhere. Kid you not. He was, he was really handsome. He was really handsome. And um, he was like, excuse me. And I was like, don't. Like, I was just like, don't do that. And I had seen him before because he had walked past while I was in line. And you know how you catch eye contact with somebody, but you don't think too much of it? And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went on a date with him. And, you know, um, I was like, oh, so do you have any kids? Because some people my age have kids. And, you know, I don't mind kids. I work, I work at an elementary school. So it doesn't bother me, you know? I just want to know. Right. I just need to know. This man said no. A couple weeks later, by the time I made it back to Indianapolis, I was just like, you know, we're going to be friends anyways because I don't live here. And I, mm-hmm. I am a... Um, I, I don't think I can do the long distance relationship thing with somebody I, I just met anyway. So it's not for me. And some girl messaged me on Facebook and sent me screenshots of a baby and him that looked just like him and the ultrasound. I was just like, I don't have. I don't what? Have, I kicked Miss Lillian. Listen, this is why I'm single right now. And she said it. She was like, we're not together, but I just hope he told you he got kids and then he ain't going to be making no trips down there no time soon. And I was just like, 
I didn't want him to, but okay. Like, I didn't even respond. I just left it and it was like. I don't understand why a woman feels the need to go after the woman. Go after the man. Most of the time, the woman doesn't even know what's going on. Most of the time. Not all the time. We do got some shady women out there. But most of the time, that woman has no clue that your man is doing some other. So don't come at me. Listen, Don't go at him. Seriously, because I was just so disappointed. I said, are you really? Are you? You're jumping in my inbox. She cussed me out. She was like, and I just want you to know I'm pregnant with our next child. And blah, blah, blah. I was like. Hmm. Well, I congratulations. Right. I just was like, okay. And I and said you, to myself, congratulations. for staying with that mess. Right. And he texted me. He was like, I just wanted you to know I had another baby. I was just like. He, I think he had hit me up on social media because he doesn't even have my number now. I had the same number for years, and I just changed it last year. And, like, people can only hit me up on social media because I do not give out my number anymore. I can't do it. I don't like people having my number. Girl. I, I would like to tell you dating gets easier, but I will be lying. It yeah. gets rougher. It gets dumber. And I hate to say it, it men get smarter on being dumber. That's probably the best way I can put it. Men get wow. smarter at being that dumber. Makes, that makes a lot of sense, though. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, and you know what? I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it goes. I don't even find mm-hmm. As a woman, we, you're supposed to let a man know what you want and what you don't want. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, these men use your own words against you and play you And you're thinking, oh, my God, finally, this is him. He gets me. No, you actually told him what you wanted. He used that, but he could only do that for so long because eventually the real him is going to come out. And then you're going to be like, "Uh, what happened to the guy I met like three months ago? No, seriously. No, for real. I was like, I was dating this one guy and it did not last long. I kid you not. It didn't even last two months. And he was great at the beginning. He was super sweet, you know. And he was he was really great with kids because he would always come visit me at my job. And um, he would stay with me until I clocked out and stuff. And he was really great. I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is great. The next month, he blew down my phone one time when I was at work. And he was like, oh, you talking, you talking to your coworker? You talking to your coworker? And I'm like, huh? And he was like, I'm just trying to make sure because I ain't come today. So I don't know what you're doing. I'm not there. I'm like... I'll talk to you later. I don't, uh-uh. I'm not even about to entertain this. And he blew down my phone the next day and was like, you, uh, you, you're not answering the phone? Oh, so you must be with him. I'm like, with who? I work with two guys. One of them is in a relationship, and the other one, he is not attracted to black girls. You are so tight right now. So upset about something that has absolutely, I was just done. One of my coworkers, she told me, um, she said, I went to this, um, she said, I went to this um, seminar before she got married, and she said um, that the woman was like, you marry somebody that is your friend. She said, because you, when, when you're mad at your friends, you talk to your friends. You talk it out, you know, usually. And she said, and um, your friends know you best. She was like, and your friends know a lot of things about you that you wouldn't even consider. 
she was like, and when people date, um, have a significant other, they're like, oh, well, I don't need to tell you this. Or when they're angry, they want to walk away and not talk about it. She was like, if you're dating somebody that's your friend or you're with somebody that's your friend, she was like, it's harder to just walk away and be like, no, we're not talking about it. She said, because you want to talk about it because that's your friend. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking really hard on that. And I was like, dang, you do talk to your friends. Like, wow. I agree. And I disagree. Oh, let me hear it. Because I didn't I, agree with this whole thing either. I was just kind of like, uh, I can see it, but uh, at the same time, uh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you why I disagree first. Okay. I was friends with this guy for like forever. Mm-hmm. This was like my road dog, my ace boom coom. This was my dude. And I knew he low-key like me but I was like I wasn't gonna take it there because that was my friend long story short another guy friend that I have told me give him a chance just go ahead and talk to this guy blah 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 you know he love you that's your friend blah 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 I was like all right bet we started dating and it was cool in the beginning because he knew me he knew what I liked knew what I didn't like knew knew bad relationships I've been in he knew all that because what he knew, he started using that against me. Start oh, wow. comparing. Like, why did you do this for this guy, but you're not doing that for me? Well, you know why. Because of that situation, this is a different situation. So why are you comparing? But, okay, I, I, I'm just going to tell you. There were some guys I dated that didn't have a lot of money. So I was treating, you know, you know, going out or whatever, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I'm not about the money. Never have been, never will be. I'm about the character and the man. So he was on some, well, you was treating them and taking them out. How come you never took me out? Well, one, they didn't ask me to take them out. I just took, we just went out, but okay, whatever. So I treated on a couple of things and I start, you know, I bought them some stuff and then it turned into, well, this, that, that, and it was always a compare, a comparison game of past relationships that he knew about. Then one day he was talking, he was drinking or whatever. And he's talking about, you know, one day when we get married, we'll just have a small wedding, no big deal, blah, 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 blah. Cause you've been married before. I'm really not into that big wedding, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Back. Thanksgiving, he got in his feelings. I'm not going to go into the details. He got into his feelings about something real petty that had nothing to do with me. That's something that somebody else did to him. So when we got back to his apartment, he called himself being mad, having an attitude, and was like, you know, basically told me to get out. Okay, bet. Yeah. All right, bye. Peace. Threw the peace sign, drove home, whatever. He called me. I ain't answered the phone. I'm not dealing with you right now. So he, when we finally talked, I, I told him what, it, what his problem was. He told me what his problem was. He's like, so what's going on? Are we broken up or are we taking a break or what are we doing? I'm like, let me think about it. So I inboxed him. I said, well, let me ask you something. Are you talking about marriage? Because if you're not, we don't have nothing to talk about. This man texted me back and said, I never thought of you as a wife. Now, mind you, this was my best friend. He was like, so he knew that I was not messing. I don't mess with nobody who's not talking about a future. 
So why would you go there with me knowing that about me? Because you are my best friend. So needless to say, I text him back. I was like, you know what? Everything that I got over there, my CDs, DVDs, whatever, you can have it. I'm fine. I told you if we ever broke up that we probably never be friends again. And I have not talked to him since. That is the negative side of talking to a friend. The man that God blessed me with now, my husband, I could honestly say we instantly became friends as soon as we started talking because I did tell him everything about me. He did tell me everything about him from our very first phone conversation. There was no rifts. There was no judgment. That was like, this is just my life. This is what I want. This is what I accept. And there's no less. I told the Lord, this is what I wanted. And this is what I expect. He was on the same wavelength. All of our conversations was even flow. When he met my children, even flow. When I met his family, even flow. When I, his wife passed away from cancer, I met her family, even flow. It was never a riff. He came to my church. My church adores him. Flo, there was no riff. There was no problems. He asked my children if he can marry me before he actually asked me. Girl, when I tell you this man is everything, he is everything. I, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry for you. (laughs) So when you say when God will send you somebody, oh, he will send you somebody to order. So yeah, be picky. Girl, be picky. Don't accept nothing less what God has for you. So I disagree with her and I agree with her because with somebody that's already in your life that's a friend, that's a huge question mark because you don't know if they're going to hold that past against you. you I mean, right now they seem like you're, you're your friend, but right now they're just your friend. But if they become your man and know everything about you, that's a different story. Can they still look at you with those same quote unquote loving eyes that they did when you were just a friend? I think me, I, I've never dated any of my guy friends. I've only had one that liked me or thought he liked me. It was so stupid. He, um, we, matter of fact, our eighth grade year of middle school, right before we went on to high school, I guess he lost his virginity. Asked if he'd have sex with him. And I was like, what? And like, I, I gave him like a whooping with words, basically. Like, I tore him down. I was like, what is wrong with you? Do you know who I am? Are you crazy? That is so disrespectful. Like, I tore him down and then, like, years later, um, I think, like, our junior year of high school, he hit me up. He was like, yeah, Jill, I just really want to apologize about that. He was like, I had just lost my virginity right at the time. I said, I'm pretty sure you did, because you have lost your mind. You know good and well. I got some <laughs> other girls that, that we went to school with. You are not crazy. You know better. And he was like, you right, you right. I know I am. You ain't crazy. <laughs> So you lost your virginity and your mind at the same time. (laughs) Listen, because what? I was like, in middle school? He was like, yeah, our eighth grade year. I said, who, buddy? I I didn't even kiss anybody in middle school. I was too scared. I was just like, like, we had, um, we, we had started taking health. When I got to middle school, that's when we had health and stuff. And they were talking about, like, all the, like, disease. I promise you. I was scared. First of all, my mom scared me because she was like, you know, don't be letting us. Uh, she was like, you know, boys, we want to do stuff like that, but don't do that if you're not ready. She was like, because 
you're gonna be crying somewhere later on. You gonna be hurt. She was mm-hmm. like, so if you're not really ready, don't do that. Girl, Lisa uh, Mama said that. My mama said, if you kiss a boy, you'll get pregnant. Um, left you know, everything out in the, left it all out so I wouldn't even kiss nobody it was in my head that if I kiss you I'm gonna get pregnant man but I um like my best friend he's a guy and he's always like you know don't settle he he always tells me he's like don't settle for anything less he was like you're a good girl he was like you need you a great man. He was like, you're, he was like, you're not even a good girl. He was like, you're a great girl. He was like, a lot of girls your age are not where you are. He was like, so don't ever let me catch you settling. He said, cause I'm gonna call you out. And then <laughs> nobody break your heart. He was like, so you better choose wisely on who you let in. He was like, cause if somebody hurt your feelings, it's on. I was like, ain't that it. And then I was trying to get a book signing party together because I never had one. Uh, I believe it's going to be at a hotel. So my aunt that planned the prayer breakfast she's she's an event planner and so she's gonna plan um my book signing as well but I decided not to do it in a bookstore because since it is a self-published book I wanted to make sure I didn't have to give anybody else any money for my books right in their store and bookstores they want a percentage of whatever books you sell at your book signing party um so where can somebody find your book at um it is online it's um the slash not slash a uh, dash the dash sons dash flower dot square dot site um i made the site myself so that's why it's all extra if you could have any theme song be your song when you walked into a room what would it be and why i like music so that's a great question um <laughs> ooh, uh, it's gonna be mary j blige just fine. Yeah, I love that song. I can see and it. It's, it's, I can see it. That fits you. Real bubbly, but has a deep meaning to it. I can see it. It's definitely where I'm at right now. You know what? You said real bubbly. I have, when I was, uh, my first job when I was 14 was a camp counselor, and I worked there up until last year. And mm-hmm. my name there was Miss Bubbles. And they told me. <laughs> My friend, my first year that I worked there, they they give us um they give us counselor awards, and mine mm-hmm. was the Bring On Award. They were like, Miss Bubbles, you bounce around here like you are on a cheerleading team. She was like, you just bubbly, you always run around cheesing, real big, real wide, you always loud, singing the camp songs with the kids. And I was like, you know what, that's me, all the time. And <laughs> I've and I did not know that, so <laughs> that that's you then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I told I told my um, my boss at the school, my principal, I was like, I'm definitely a camp counselor at heart, like at all times, because I'm always bouncing around. I'm always hype about something. I am easily excited by small things, but I be trying to like, I be trying to find joy in little stuff because it's real easy to be miserable. We have these things called life support groups at church on uh, on Wednesdays for Bible study. And um, we were talking about, like, the different keys and locks to um, praying and stuff like that. When you're praying, she was like, you know, you acknowledge God, you talk to him. She was like, you know, sometimes she was like, you know, you just you just talk to God like he's one of your friends. <laughs> she was like, and you just be like, listen, Lord, I need your help. I don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it, but I just need you to know. I, I know that you're doing it. But right now, <laughs> in my heart, you, you know my heart. 
She's like, but you know, I'm going to be forever grateful when that blessing hits. She was like, I've heard somebody do a prayer like that. Be like, God, you doing this to me, but I know you got a greater purpose for this. But I just want you to know, I see you doing this and I know why you're doing this. Um, Before um, I started going to church, like every single week and stuff like that, like I went to church and I wasn't really listening. He breaks it down so, so, so perfectly where every single time he has a sermon, I can relate it to myself as some aspect, whether it be at work, with my friends, my family, like it relates in some kind of way. And mm-hmm. like, I'm so happy that I'm at this church. God blessed me with a great church family. You have not yet said the name of your church. Oh, um, the People's Church, Pastor Eli Johnson and Lady Nakia Johnson. We just had our seven-year anniversary, but, you know, seven is the number of completion. Our pastor, he's so, um, I don't even know, I don't even know the words to describe him. He's very raw and, like, it's never, you know, I'm the pastor, this is about me. Because I've been to churches like that, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, because when I come to church, I'm coming hear the word i'm coming to learn more about the lord to strengthen my mm-hmm. relationship with the lord get the tools that i need to strengthen that relationship and um he's always like you know this is not about me well thank you miss jayla thank you i enjoyed you i enjoyed you too beautiful spirit i love it oh thank you you do too i promise you i don't know what's been going on lately here but every time i like talk to somebody new their spirit is just like it's so warm like, I'm not even sitting in front of you, like, in person, but it's just, like, it's coming through the screen, and I love it. Thank you, Miss Lily. You're welcome. Have a good night. I would like to thank my guest, Miss Jayla, for such an awesome interview. You are going to be such a star in this universe. I cannot wait to see how God blesses you. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below. And let's see what we can do with this thing. And as always, thanks for joining your girl, your one and only Worldly Church Girl.